Soy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it's Trent here, and it is so wonderful to have your company today for episode 333. It's almost like I feel like Richie Benno uh, in some <laughs> form, his famous two, two, twos. Um, it's a great show today, actually. We're going to talk with special guests who, if you listen to the last episode, you know who it is. But we're going to be talking two of my favorite topics, probably, and maybe mm. some other things, but Ninja Turtles and Lego. Definitely. In the studio today, we've got Scotty. Hello there. Ben. G'day, g'day. Frank. Hello, hello. And Steve is back. Hey. Good to have you back. And we can finally reveal what you brought in for the guests. But before we do that, the get to know you question. Mm. Well, Steve, as a 10-year-old toy collector, and I won't ask you how long ago that was, <laughs> what was Steve's favourite toy as a 10-year-old? Uh, like... There's a bit of a theme to the show, but my um, <laughs> Raphael, right? The first edition, you know, plain, basic Raph. Yep. I played with that so much. He was just, he got a real beating. <laughs> it was well-loved. That was our fa- our first turtle to come yeah. into the house was the OG Raph. My brother picked it out. It was Easter time. And I reckon, if this sounds right, would have been probably 1990. One, one, nine, one, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's when I got mine. Went yep. to Fell Kmart, and the first time I saw Ninja Turtles on the shelf, and Justin's like, "I'm getting a Ninja Turtle." Mum was like, "What? What are these What's things?" Ninja Turtle, yeah. And I'm like, "No, I'm not getting a Ninja Turtle. I'm going to get something even cooler. I'm getting a Lego set." And I got the um, it was like a safari set that the came with like a driver and a cameraman at the back mm, and they were mm. filming a little monkey and it's like, it's a white, white yeah. with sort of zebra pattern. Mm. And so that that's what I got when my brother got, got Raphael. But we did then end up, well, you know, I've got uh, probably about 250 Ninja Turtles now. <laughs> um, and probably the same amount of Lego. But uh, yeah, no, what a what a cool figure. I've I got to ask, what's the story behind Raphael? Was he a birthday present? Did you save up some pocket money? How did he come into your into your life? All right, so how many Steve's like stories do we want? Yeah, go, the, the go very first no, Raphael I had yeah. was not actually my Raphael. Uh-huh. There was a girl at primary school, Serena. She was just a legend. She had Raph, and she brought him to school every single day so that I could play with him. Right. We eventually swapped, right? I mm. gave her a packet of Texas, and I got this <laughs> Raphael. I'm like, win, legend. <laughs> Only I was dumb and took it back to school the what? next day. Yeah. And the other kids in the class heard that we did this swap. She was really happy with the packet of textures. Yeah. I was really happy with the Ninja Turtle. Until... But everyone else, the jury of the classroom, decided that wasn't a fair trade. Oh, wow. Put the pressure on and we had to swap back and I was devastated. Disgraceful. Oh, wow. yep. But she was really cool. She was happy with it. Like, shout out to her. She was a good friend. <laughs> wow, that's some Lord of Fly shit there, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, wait, so did oh, you have to re-get the Raphael? So eventually I had to get the Raphael. Do you want yeah. another story? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. The reason Raph is my favourite as a kid yeah. was because when we first started watching Ninja Turtles, 
I really liked Mikey, right? He had the nunchucks. That was something that I'd never seen before. Mm. Now, this something is 10-year-old te- Steve. Something you still haven't seen if you're living in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hero turtles. <laughs> so 10-year-old Steve goes out to Dad's shed, grabs some broom handle oh, and a bit yeah. of chain, right? You can see where this is going. <laughs> this is why they didn't show <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> because of people like you. I was that kid. Now, I was a 10-year-old. I didn't know about screws. I just Amazing. used a hammer, right? So oh, I no. hammered the chain into the end of the broomstick. Oh, oh, yeah. And I'm running around the backyard whacking things with a pair of real nunchucks. <laughs> I've swung them around so hard, so oh, fast, no. and I no. felt, oh, oh it's a bit lighter. the weight isn't there. <laughs> and I look oh. up. <laughs> And the other end of the broomstick has gone so high in the air, I can't see it anymore. It comes flying down and smashes on the top of our galvanized carport roof, giving the biggest bang you've ever heard. Thank goodness I didn't, like, kill someone, right? Yeah. My dad comes running out of the house. What are you doing? Like, we were banned from making nunchucks for, like, there's, like, even, like, the toy ones not allowed in the house. So I was not allowed to be... I was not allowed to be Mikey. I had to choose one of the others, and I thought Raph was, was pretty cool too. Mom, I'm just going to go to the kitchen and get a couple of forks. Is that yeah. all right? <laughs> oh, wow. So you're seeing a theme here? Amazing. Yeah, Ninja like Tales, that. man. <laughs> just, I, there's a reason why my kids are not allowed to make nunchucks. <laughs> and that reason is you. It's just, yeah, it's just sensible parenting. Yes, <laughs> yes. I don't think I was allowed to make nunchucks either. Like, no. Uh, I was allowed to make things in the shed. <laughs> As an adult, have you gone back and made yourself some proper nunchucks? You know, like I see like proper nunchucks every now and again come up on eBay and I'm like, oh man, I've made toy ones. Like, you know, and I'm quite handy now. I haven't yeah. actually knocked myself out with, with a pair of <laughs> nunchucks, but I don't have a, I have a proper pair. I, I probably wouldn't nail the chain. I remember for uh, my wedding, uh, my wedding was loosely sort of Ninja Turtle themed as far as the colours. I had five groomsmen, so one was blue, one was purple, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it was, it was Ninja Turtles themed but classly done. But what I didn't know is my groomsmen, as part of the, the photos on the morning of, one of them actually had a mate who um, is actually into the martial arts scene and basically had got all legit weapons well, i was standing there with a proper like samurai sword katana, yeah. yeah katana blade uh, you know stick and and, and yeah. the nunchucks and my favorite memory from that my mate who was and the the groomsmen were, were paired pretty well to their colors so my, my mate who was like wearing the orange is a bit of a bit of a character and we're basically in the park around the corner from my place it's a you know saturday morning or whatever it is there's people out there going for a walk we're all in our best suits in the park with the photographer doing her thing, and my mate's just leaning up against like a little footbridge, just swinging the nunchucks uh, uh, idly around. And somebody yep. walks past, just sort of looking, going, "What's going on here?" And he's like, "Morning," <laughs> <laughs> just swinging these <laughs> nunchucks, yeah. fellow chucker, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's gold. Oh, I just happened to be walking down with some salami. It would have been on. <laughs> Combat cool cuts. <laughs> Why are you taking? No, I'm not. <laughs> All right, Steve. Favorite movie as a ten-year-old? Far away. I'll take one guess. Like... Yeah. <laughs> so, so another it came story. Out in 19, was it, was right? it, was it, yeah. Bruce Lee with the nunchucks? Is it? 
<laughs> Ninja Turtles, but because I was a little bit younger, you know, I was pretty dark on... I wasn't allowed to see it in the, the movie theatre. And mm. I was the bigger Ninja Turtle of me and my brother. But he had a mate who, for his birthday, went to see Ninja Turtles in the cinema. And I was like, I'm the bigger Ninja Turtle fan. Why can't I see yeah. it? I had to wait. So just to prove that point to like everyone, I've maintained the bigger Ninja Turtle fan <laughs> for the next 30 years. <laughs> just to really say, yeah. Yeah. I should have been I allowed to see you. it. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Mum and Dad. <laughs> But honourable mention, right? So Ninja Turtles obviously takes the cake. But Rocketeer was a yep. fantastic Great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. yep. And the other one that doesn't get enough attention, I think, is Hook. Like, we yes. saw oh, yes. Hook yep. in yep. the movies. Robin yep. Williams, yep. Yep. just the way they brought that whole yeah. thing to life. I, I just yep. think that's a brilliant movie. Mm. And they had a really good toy line and just, yeah. Close, yeah, close yeah. honourable mentions. Not bad. Rafi, 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 Ruvio, Ruvio. I idolized him. I was like, man, he is so cool. Mm. Looky, yeah. looky, I got hooky. Yeah. The wire, <laughs> the wire work in that. I'm, I haven't seen it for a number of years, yeah. but the wire work was fantastic. Yep. I mean, the way he was flying around those sets. Yeah, it was really down to the wire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but just, I just love the idea. You know, Peter yeah. Pan is such a tried and true story yeah. but then you've got this alternate what Me if he was older what yeah. if what if he kept <laughs> growing up you know and and then returned to neverland i thought that was brilliant yeah. has anyone seen chip and dale rescue yeah, rangers yeah, yeah. the movie yeah. oh yeah. without spoiling it too it's uh, i love it so much i love that movie i think it's one of the the great cinematic achievements um it's it's so it's it's written by obviously fans of and just to give you this right, so in that movie, Chip and Dale are playing like so they're they're actors in their world. So it's like a Roger Rabbit world mm. where people and cartoons are just in the world, right? It's just normal. And so Chip and Dale meet at high school, and they both want to be actors, so they end up being cast in Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers as the the main stars. And so it shows you a scene of them filming. Like so, they're actually filming it, so they're mm. actually acting in it, and they've got like cameras, and they're doing mm. the whole thing. So anyway, you know, for, fast forward thirty years later, and and they've gone their separate ways. Dale's like a wash; he's washed up. He's like at the con scene. He's like you know signing <laughs> conventions and stuff. And across from him at the booth is Ugly Sonic, right? So the Sonic <laughs> from the trailers, <laughs> that like so the, the, the concept is you know. Like, <laughs> He was so ugly. They they re, they booted they him and refilmed him. it with like another, uh, yeah, like another a, a more attractive Sonic. Right. Oh, yeah. that is great! It's like just the humor, the way they've written it is really great. And like the police chief is is like a Gumby. He's like oh. a he's claymation. Yeah. And like so he's going around solving all those problems. And they're like, boss, you've got Sergeant Bananas stuck to you. And he's like, oh damn it! <laughs> not again! Not again! Pulls off this little bird that's been like embedded in his back. <laughs> and, and and it's he's the Gumby guy's voiced by J.K. Simmons, so like uh, the, J.J. Yep. Jonah Jameson, yep. he's a great actor. But anyway, what my point is, um, the bad guy in that mm-hmm. is the is like the grown up version of the kid that played Peter Pan, right? And then and he's like really he's old and he's fat, and he's like losing hair, mm-hmm. and he and he's really bitter because. When he grew up, they didn't want to cast him anymore. <laughs> and that's just like, it's just, it's fantastic. But um, yeah, no, Peter Pan, uh, Hook, absolutely fantastic um, movie. And Toy Line, that's got some really, really 
interesting reuse yep. on it. Yep. Like the the, the boat, raft. Yeah, I got, I got the raft the horde for my crossbow. for Christmas from my auntie, yep. and I'm like, this is cool. And then I'm like looking at it. It's like there, the horde, the uh, yellow, yellow springback horde uh, yeah. mechanism that I'm like, this goes with masters, and mm. yet it comes with the hook. And I wish I still had that one, yeah. that one little uh, play feature. But yeah, uh, I, I'm sure that set goes for more because of that yeah. attribute throwback to the masters line. But yeah, yeah. anyway, I had that <laughs> one of those scenarios. Yeah. What about uh, what's our next question? A third question. Yep. Okay, I've got, got to set the scene a little bit here. Okay, here we go. We're going to wind the clock back to April, Adelaide Comic and Toy Fair. When Toy Paris set up, we've got our row of tables against the, the back window there. And traditionally, across the aisle away from us, Steve has his corner table set up yep. with all his wonderful Lego that he's there selling. Now, around lunchtime on, on this April, we're all hungry. We're all having a look around. But somebody happens to look over at Steve's table and notices that Steve has an ice cream container <laughs> and what appears to be a fork or a spoon. And he's eating ice cream straight from the container what? in the middle of the day Quality. for his lunch. I need you to dispel me, dispel this rumour. We're under the impression that you were eating ice cream directly from the container That's on a balmy... April uh, morning, what's the truth? What was going on here? So the truth is you got to plan in advance for these things because it's really hard to keep ice cream that cold <laughs> in that thing. Like, And if you're going to do it right, you've got to have a proper two litre. None of this like pretend stuff. Like, right? you got to pace yourself and just quality. Yep. Definitely ice cream. <laughs> yeah. yep. I thought it was a salad. It was a salad. <laughs> it was a salad. <laughs> <laughs> This was an ongoing rumor, Ben. Uh, you can't just because uh, I, I, I pointed. I think I pointed. Have you ever out. known me to eat a no, salad? No. <laughs> like really? Uh, it's just yeah, just trying to keep your reputation. <laughs> I've got to say, for for ten minutes on our side of the aisle, the four of us are all standing around, so, going, "What is happening? Why is he eating ice cream? Where did he get ice cream? What flavor is the ice cream?" Ice cream? <laughs> The funniest thing is I didn't think twice about it because I'm just eating my ice cream salad and then suddenly these guys are taking photos of me and laughing and I'm like, what? And then I realised what was going on and then, of course, you know, had to had to run with it and, you know, sent a photo home to my wife and said, look, this is my lunch. <laughs> All right. Well, can I ask a, a follow-up question out of genuine interest? Mm. Steve? It was a chicken salad. <laughs> You're a massive Lego fan as well. What is your favorite? And this can be both vintage, modern era. I, I, I don't really mind. Do you have a favorite Lego theme? Ooh, theme. Um, do you want to like carry on the tradition? Because there's a Ninja Turtle Lego, thing, right? <laughs> if it's your favorite, I'm just wondering if it can, so, if it gets trumped by something nostalgic like. Look, pirate Lego, or castle Lego. I still have my pirate forbidden island from when I was like seven or eight, and I saved forever to buy that. Set. Fifty dollars at retail. That was yeah, that was. and at the time that was a lot of money, right? Yep. Yep. You know, like when, you, when you're getting five bucks a week or whatever, yeah. it's a yep. quite a few weeks. There's a lot of messenger yeah. newspaper folding to get <laughs> that, right? So I've got that one. I've also got um, one of the um, like castle sort of sets of that same sort of era. Mm. And I was just a bit of a strange kid because I've literally got the instruction booklet and the box and all the parts for it. And now I'm like, 
good grief. Yeah. This is this is awesome. You did the right thing, yeah. I, the boxes were so big. Like, Lego has changed, you know, now yep. you get a box and you sort of open it and mm. tip the Lego out and it's in its little baggy things. But back then, with some of the more premium sets or some of the more expensive sets, they'd have the little flap. Yeah. And you'd, you'd pull it, there'd be a tray in there and when you'd open the flap, there was like a plastic sheet mm-hmm. and the minifigures would be set out and some of the yeah. core parts would be set out. Yeah. It, was so, it was like wow. opening a box of like really premium chocolates. Yes. Like, you know, <laughs> yes. like that's the care they took yep. on these nice Lego sets. Yeah, wow. And, and so I just see why you might as a kid think to keep that box it, it was also that our lego that we normally got went into the family's lego tub and just disappeared right mm-hmm. like you know you just got consumed and you lose parts and whatever and i particularly because i'd saved up so much for this Mine. i wanted to keep this quite separate from the family's lego and now you know we also have one of the um forestman the robin hood yep. sets which literally did go into the family's box and you know Five years ago, when I got started getting back into more than five years, ten years ago, when I got back into Lego, I got the family set and I re-pieced together that Lego set yep. and bought a couple of bits from Bricklink to recreate that little hidden nice. hidden forest thing. And it's just nostalgia kick. Like I remember getting that for Christmas and sitting there on my grandparents' like lounge room and me and my brother put that together and it was just it was just so many great memories. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a fair nostalgia kick for the, um, you know, Sherwood and the, the Forestman and the Wolfpack and the Castle and, and all those sorts of things. Yeah. Like, how do you how do you pick your favourite Lego theme? Like, it's mm. just, there's so much there. Well, you those ones you mentioned, like Forestman, Wolfpack, ah, I got that little, I mean, it's, it's little, but it was their biggest yeah. kind of fort, that little um, rocky island outcrop and the little blue... Um, chest, the hidden chest uh, vehicle cart thing that they had. Um, yeah, I mean that they're all they're all classics and pirates. The classics and oh. and the pirates like that monkey yep. was the first kind of little animal that I'd seen outside of a normal minifigure that had the arms yep. and it had you could put a gun in the monkey's <laughs> hand. Like, yeah, yeah. what boy doesn't doesn't want to play with that for like ever? Like, yeah. <laughs> the shark you can open up and close his mouth, yes. like blown away. And the little parrot, it yeah, was yeah, little parrot yeah. Was, yeah. You know, so good. Yeah. I, I remember getting up and scolded by my mum. Uh, I got up at three thirty in the morning and. <laughs> I was halfway built through the wolf pack uh, <laughs> oh. you know, castle with the yeah. lo- extended uh, Where'd you get bridge it from? from Father Christmas. <laughs> Good on him. Three in the morning. And uh, mum, mum caught me halfway through the build saying, what are you doing up this early? It's, you know, you, you did. It's go back Christmas to bed. The, the answer uh, is it's wolf pack leg. Yeah. What do you expect uh, me to do? That's, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Fresh. So you have to build your own toy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can can just a little segue on yeah, that? Yeah. Like I am a total Lego snob. Like I am like right into this. And Mega Blocks is a swear word in our household. <laughs> like you cannot talk about Mega Blocks. But I gotta say, the Ninja Turtle Mega Blocks is so much better than the Lego. Like yeah. what they did with their figures, yep. and they were distinctly different from the Lego style. And the articulation and the characters and the different waves, like the old school stuff, yeah. the modern stuff, yeah. they just nailed it. So I might have a <laughs> <spit in> the <laughs> drone and a few uh, mega blocks, you know, like in the house because yeah. they're just, they're glorious. Yeah, they did a, they did a far better range, um, mm. but I think an even uh, a fellow... Turtle fan uh, by the name of Davey will curse and swear at the name of mention of that Technodrome yes. because the process of building... Normally the part of the joy with Lego is building it. 
Um, shut up, Chris Fresh. Uh, and that Technodrome, by the end of it, you want to smash it. You've mm. spent three hours building this thing. You're just like, oh, my fingers hurt. There are pieces that are malformed. There's one little brick that's just missing. The instructions aren't clear the way no. Lego do them. And you just end up hating yourself. And don't get me wrong, it looks amazing to look at, but... That is the only time I would subscribe to the Chris Fresh theory of here, you build it for me yeah. because it was just a pain to to do. Yeah, like that I, to me is the difference between your mega blocks and your Lego, right? Totally. There. Absolutely. And building so I built the um turtle van uh, in Mega Blocks <laughs> and it is. You realize just how much time, thought and effort they yep. put into the Lego instructions when you build a cheap knockoff, right? Yep. And it just felt like a cheap knockoff. The bricks don't feel as good. There is a reason why Lego dominate the market. Yeah. Mm. And I just wish that Lego had gone further with their license than, you know, yep. Megablocks. I mean, point of difference. Megablocks explored lots of different avenues. Well, these like black and white sets yeah. as well. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. All, all sorts of stuff. It was, for a collector, it was, it was awesome and it was terrible because <laughs> they had like the minifigs in the blind bags they brought out series one you could yep. buy it from big w mm. they bought out series three you could buy it from big w <laughs> what, what happened to series two <laughs> australia just kind of missed it yeah. and series four was just non-existent right yep. and they're expensive on ebay mm. like now there was this little all collectors right there's this window of opportunity yep. when you can buy things pretty cheap because they've just finished in the the store and I bought a whole stack and I wish I'd bought more because now those Mega Bloks figures are just going up and yep. they'll just keep going up. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Very, very good. All right. Now, you're big into Ninja Turtles. And <laughs> not only do you collect Lego, but also collect Ninja Turtles. You got something a little bit different than what we're looking around the room here. It's, it's a core Playmates line, mm -hmm. classic, right? But you don't have any of it in your toy room. I frame. have none of these Ninja Turtles. This is this is our biggest lead up to to a reveal <laughs> in toy power history. Except it's that the, Ben gave it away in the last episode. I so <laughs> listen carefully. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about? All right, so I have a particular fetish, which is going for the Mighty Max, you know, Polly Pocket style mini Ninja Turtles. So. I have I've brought in for show and tell, even though it's a podcast. If you look at the photo on the <laughs> yep. fan, yep. you'll see my collection. These are turtles which are like twenty eight millimeters high. That's less than an inch for just the US um, listeners. Um, and they came out right late nineties, like they were tail end of of the series. Yeah. Um, and I was just, I was fascinated with all of those mini things that opened up the Polly Pockets and the Mighty Max sort of style thing. I just thought they were awesome. I was too much of a, you know, teenager to subscribe to buying a Polly Pocket, but man, I wish that was socially acceptable at the time. <laughs> so then they bring out Ninja Turtle versions of it. And I was like, oh man, I have to grab that. Mm. So I bought them. I've still got, you know, I looked after the weapons. So just a picture of this. Less than three centimeters high. It's got articulation in the arms and the legs. Wow. They have, in Australia, we only got the packs with, you know, like Leonardo as a turtle would open up and you get the, the sewer, right? Yeah. And so you could play with them. They had three minifigures in each 
pack and so you had to buy all the different packs in order to get the four turtles yeah they only have super shredder they never released a normal shredder yeah. i couldn't yeah. understand why no. they did that well they, but being being tail end of the toy line that's probably that's, trying to tie in with yeah. the film the yeah, but, uh, secret of the ooze i'm just so I'm, I'm trying to help 91. but yeah <laughs> but they did a devil devil dark devil shredder is that what he's called yeah. devil shredder yeah um, exclusive to Japan, but you have that, and uh, I, I have that, and, and yes, I carded or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. So I started like yep. getting back into these, and we didn't get. Um, there's like packs. I don't even know how to describe it. Well, you got like two vehicles and one figure with a weapon, and they were like you know a five dollar purchase in America. Mm. We never got them here, right? right. So, Very similar to micro machines. Yeah, like so, micro yeah. machines, right? Yep. And they're about matchbox sort of size. Yep. You can put your figures on the cheapskate. They they did have um, four little uh, scenes that you could have with little ramps that go between them. So they sold those mm-hmm. and we bought them. But the cars, you saw it on the pack. And I could just never see any. This is all pre-internet. This is yeah, pre-eBay, yeah, right? Yep. So when eBay started up and you could suddenly buy stuff from America, I started buying in all of these things. And I'd buy bulk collections because... You literally could not buy these individual individual things, yeah. right? Not, not without paying fifty bucks postage for well, a. Well, it um, wasn't too bad yeah. back then. Of course, then, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. nowadays, it's yeah. it's insane. So, these figures nowadays range from between twenty dollars and like five hundred dollars, right? Now, I'll be on eBay now, and I've got a saved thing, Mini Ninja Turtles, and I find it. There's a few different editions. I particularly like these ones from the the late nineties. Yeah. Um. And you find one and you're like, all right, that's one that I don't have or I've only got three and I need 15 of them, so I'm just going <laughs> to buy more. And you go, right, well, that's a $20 figure and they're charging 20 bucks for it. That's pretty good. And the shipping yeah. from America mm-hmm. is like 50 bucks. Oh, for like, one of these minis? Yep. And but so you're like, tiny. This, they're tiny. They like... They could almost but, fit but, in an envelope. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it's 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 and then the, if you raise it with them, they'll be like, "No, I ship through the global, global international yeah. shipping program. I don't set the postage and things, and they just act all dumb and yep, yeah, yep, you know, totally. and, and probably not to their direct, uh, you know, uh, you know, thing. Like they're just going by what they they want to sell to. If they're from US, they want to sell to another person that yeah, lives yeah. in US. That if they have to ship it to someone international, then they're just going to choose the easier yeah. route. And, it's easier for them, yeah. and then the the international, the global international things is it's wacky. Yeah. yeah, and it's super inconsistent because one seller will have a Leonardo minifigure and the shipping is twenty dollars, yep. and the next seller has the Leonardo minifigure and the shipping is fifty dollars, yep. and you're like, mm. there is no. What what are you putting into the yeah. eBay system yep. Yep. that spits out a fifty dollars yeah. shipping cost? Yeah. So. Yeah. If you find someone that's selling a collection and you can buy like four or five of them and you message them and you, you get a group thing going and you just fork out the 50 bucks to... Yeah, but to you spread it across yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. more yeah. items. Yeah. yeah, I bought that uh, Super 7 Toxic uh, Radiation Ranger, the mm. glow-in-the-dark one. Yep. I'm like, sweet, hit order. Thank you, everyone, to, um, you know, who alerted me. And then, the, you know, two days later, it said, oh, your order has been posted. It will arrive within six days. I'm like, oh, my God, that's wow. so cool. And then on the other side, I'm waiting for the Ish, the, the yep. um, t- Pluto. Paluto, the Toxic Crusaders, who's been two weeks sitting in, you know, America, Los Angeles at the International 
depository yep. to post over here. I'm like, why can't that be a bit qu- quicker? You know, <laughs> my radiation range is going to beat it. Like, yeah. I just should be first no, in, first out. Well, there's right. yeah, there's no uh, you know consistency. consistency yeah, for um, some of these postages, it's just it's crazy. I don't know. Mm. Anyway. Absolutely, it, and it it makes no sense. What I've actually found is been much better is connecting with actual other minifigure connect collectors on Facebook, right? Yeah. So, and they'll be selling other turtles too. So you you look at you know one of those claim sales, and I go through and I'm like, is there enough for me to buy that I want yeah. of normal figures and minifigures and playsets? So I'll buy the playset purely for the the minis. Yep. Um, especially if they've got their weapons. Like, so you can imagine how tiny these weapons are. Mm. They just, first things to get lost in vacuum cleaners, up yep. nostrils, you name it. Like, they're just, <laughs> I think they I've got one embedded uh, up in the sinus. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll buy, you know, if you can buy four or five and you yeah. message them and say, look, are you happy to ship to Australia? I know it's going to cost a lot, but mm. some of the collectors have been really, really good. And once they find that you're a real collector yep. of these things, they'll actually say, oh, I've also I've got, got these other yeah. ones. Yeah. Are you interested? And yeah. you're like, yep, yeah, well, I just, I have an issue. When I see them, <laughs> I have to buy have them, to right? Yeah. And, you know, the toy fairs and things around Adelaide, like, I'm, that's what I'm looking for. Yep. Nice. So, so there's, there's, there's a quite diverse range here. So mm. we've got the OG Turtles. We've mm. got Turtles 3. We've even got Dinosaur, like Bebop and Rocksteady with their Dinosaur Companions, Super Turtles, Hero, Hero, Hero Turtles. turtles. Yeah. Um, t- the, talk d- about the... The bikes? D- the diverse range. Yeah, yeah. there's a series of, series of bikes. Um, you've got a, a mini party, party wagon here. Um, so often the bikes and the, the vehicles and things came out in those little Matchbox-style um, packs. Um, I, I think they just literally threw darts at the catalogue and said, <laughs> right, we're going to do a do cave it. turtles now, right? Yeah, so it's very random, isn't a it? A lot of these are homage to the actual, you know, five-inch figures yep. that we've yep. got around the place. But as a completionist, mm. it's really frustrating when they have three football turtles. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, where is the fourth? Yep. Yeah. Because their whole thing in these clamshell football-themed was to only have three. And you're like, that oh, makes no sense, man. right? So they have three with their little tiny helmets that also get lost, right? Oh, the helmets come off. The helmets oh come off. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's insane. So you can't get the fourth. So you just can't get the fourth. It doesn't right. exist. It just didn't doesn't exist. exist yeah. yeah. Except in Japan, they released a bunch of these blister packs and they released one set which has eight different Leonardos. And so the baseball, there was three in that set and they made like a repaint of Leonardo so that you could get him in this other set. The uh, movie-style Leonardo, that is the only way you can get him is in this Japanese set. Oh, okay. Nowadays, it's like a couple of hundred bucks to buy that set. But you go back 10 years, I got some really, really well-priced chip from Japan. It was so good. I was like, how many can you send me (laughs) for this? Right? (laughs) I bought like four. Yeah. (laughs) And I split them up and I've resold them and the, the, the weapons that go with it are worth more than the figures. Yep. So you like the it comes in this tiny little plastic thing and you're like the gun for the adventurer style things is the same for all three turtles. Mm. So I just grab it out of my Leonardo pack that I bought and away we go. We've now got guns yeah, for our yep. little guys. Does, does it bother you cuz it does it bothers me that Splinter is naked. 
Yes. <laughs> no, no Does, doesn't seem no to bother right. him. <laughs> Splinter is quite okay with this, it seems. Doesn't bother the rest of the turtles most of the time. <laughs> but yes, um, and because they are so small, you really need a very thin fabric to be able to make a robe for that. Yeah, but it's, that's true. it's on my to-do list. But in the case over there, you'll see I have Splinter's bow and arrow, right? Oh, wow. Like, and it is... Oh, I can see it. Yeah, It is so small. Everyone sits there and goes, oh, G.I. Joe weapons are small, but um, yeah. (laughs) No, this this is totally... This is another level, right? If you're talking um, figures that are kind of two... Well, not two centimetres, two centimetres tall, um, the weapons are nuts. I mean... Look at the side. Look in that that cube there at the top corner. Oh, yeah, in the little baggie. Yep. And just what? to give you a yeah. give the listeners at home a uh, insight on how Steve's displayed these, he's used little pins to hold up, them up. In sometimes having the turtles hold the pins to uh, you know display them so they don't fall over. That's how tiny these That's guys great. are. We're going to need to take some cool photos and have yep. like something next mm. to it for scale, yep. just so people can get yep. an understanding of how small some of this stuff is. Oh my god! There's probably nuts. fifty freaking weapons in there. So, so I'm that at the phase like... now of the collection where I have like four, you know, Leonardo's. But if I saw a set that was for sale on eBay that had Leonardo's swords, yeah, I would probably just buy it again. Yeah, right? like the because you can't buy just the swords. Like no one, no one sells, sells just yeah. the swords. Yep. But so, they are stupid prices. Look at the drill. There's a little bebop. Oh, my eyes are getting old man eyes. But <laughs> there's a little drill gun in here. Yeah, it's just yep. so tiny. Yeah. But all the details still there. It's incredible. So, uh, so these are part of the larger chamber sets that open up. What's your favourite playability set? You know, there were like because some of them were their own figures. So some of them were their own figures. So yeah. they're the turtle in the turtle range. They're really cool. Yeah. Um. And some of those had unique figures, and yes. some of those were mini figures that they used from other right. previous things Sets, as well. Yeah, yep. yep. So they're they're fun because you can they look like oversized. I don't know yeah. what's that like a seven inch sort of Ninja Turtle. Yeah. So that was that was a hoot. They also had a series which were the weapons. So there's a Psy that folds out and opens up. That's right. Up. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. got a little skateboard yep. that you can like ride up and down and all these sorts of things. So there was a katana. That one looks weird, right? Like the the actual when it's yep. closed up doesn't look great. The sigh looked really really good. Yeah, mm. um, I think the sigh was tw- so the the whole range is towards the end. The sigh and those weapons were towards the end of the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was right, one of those right. things where I was in Kmart once and I saw it on the shelf in Australia and I was like, oh, I'll I'll get that I'll, when it's I'll on sale. Yeah, and I never saw it yeah. again. Yeah. and. That's what the foot. That's the only set that the foot soldier comes oh, in. Oh man! And so he's like, you know, hundred, hundred and fifty yeah. bucks now. And he came with a weapon, which is just like a white piece of hose. Like it's like <laughs> bizarrest weapon. It's like it's a, a nunchuck with a really long chain or something. I don't even know what you call it, but I don't have one. So yeah. I, I'm on the lookout I for. Need it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is, can't identify it, but no. I want it. Yeah. <laughs> Must have it. Yeah. My precious. <laughs> so how many do you need? What, what's the laundry list now uh, to get to kind of a complete collection? 
Uh, so I, when I was collecting these, I said I wasn't going to get the Japanese ones, and they're so cool that I've got all the Japanese ones. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple of like really rare ones, right? So um, the movie star Donatello came in one of those little blister packs. The only way to get him, it came with two sports cars, like a red one and a blue one, mm-hmm. and that pack um, is you know every now and again you find it on eBay. It's one of those ones where. It's not always available, but and when it is available, it's expensive. So that's like six hundred to a grand. Oh, oof. okay. So that's something that I just <laughs> resolved to I'll never own. Yep. So in my collection here, I took one of the Raphaels and I got out the Warhammer paints <laughs> and I made a movie star Donatello <laughs> because I wanted to have yeah. all four of them. Right. So I had to do it. The other repaint that's in here, um, Ben spotted it. Spotted it it straight away, yeah. So there's a Super Shredder (laughs) in this, and the normal one is like blue and purple, right? And then on the back of one of the the cards, they had a version which had black suit with silver. And I was like, that is so cool. It looks so good in the mini. So that was also a repaint. I'm like, and I'm repainting them. I'm never going to sell them. That's not what I'm into. But for my collection, I'm like, oh man, he's cool. So I, I really like him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a question. No, which uh, ones what, what, what are you okay. missing? Yeah. So chasing. So white, there's a- white hose for foot soldier. Yes. Yep. yep. So weapons. There's quite a few. Um, so in there's a super trailer. It's like a semi trailer because mm. Ninja Turtles had that, right? Sure. A super trailer <laughs> is like a Ninja Turtle. It's from the Japanese range. It folds out. It's got little like launchers for the the cars and stuff. And there is a unique super. Um, Super styled Leonardo in that. Uh, mm-hmm. Me- metal mutants, job. is that what they're called? Could be. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's and so that one's quite rare as well. You basically only get it with the trailer. So right. there's that one. Um there's some from Cyber Rover and the Cyber Jet, which were very, very um crazy expensive. I have the two purple space ones here. Mm. I'm missing the the black one and I'm missing the silver one, right? Right. So these are the these are the chase ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. These the are the pointy end. So yeah. in that case with all my spares, I pretty much would just give the case to get these last ones. Like yeah. they're just, they're insane. It's, yeah. it's so hard to, to track them down. The guy who sold me the purple ones did me a really good deal. Um, he was another collector from the States, um, shipped that out to me. Somewhere in PayPal, it didn't have the complete address. So I literally saw it tracked to my building and then watched it get shipped back to the United oh, no. States, having paid like 50 bucks yeah, for shipping. Exactly. And it's just like, it wasn't his fault. Yeah. It was some weird PayPal mix-up stupidity. And I'm like, mm. oh, I just have to pay for shipping again. And he yeah. shipped it out to me. Get it back. Well, that's I, not, just, yeah. I can't get it in Australia. There's yep. no one in Australia that has that. And I'm connected with some of the other yep. main collectors yeah. who yeah. are yeah. doing this in australia so it's funny you talk to other people who are in the the, the turtle sphere and mm. you know your davies or your isaac cliffords or these sorts of people yeah. and as i've sort of been getting to know some of these people who are everywhere whenever the subject of minis come up they just go oh yeah there's that um there's that minis guy <laughs> steve and i was like i know steve like you you are around the country when it comes to minis turtles your name is is comes up quite a lot oh cool Cool. That's a good <laughs> reputation to have. But Isaac's, you know, Phil fixed me up with a couple of things yeah. and I've sent some stuff to him and he's a really good guy to, to do, do business with. So. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. Amazing. And and the, but this wasn't the uh, end swan song of the uh, vintage line. They did do another uh, more modern minis, didn't they? In the twenty twelve, I believe series, so. I yeah. Say? Did you get all over them? Yeah, 
totally. Yeah. Like they were instant buy when yeah. they were coming out. And also I was smart enough having chased, you know, movie star Don for like 15 years, right? Mm. I knew enough to know to research the web and find out what Wave 2 was happening and when it was coming out. And I bought enough to have opened a set and kept a set and, you know, did all of that sort of mm. stuff. Nice. And I found that there was that there was one particular set that Ooh, was just hard to find. Insane. Like it was short stacked in um in America. It was hard to get. And it never made it in Australia. Like it just yeah, was okay. not not here. And so for, you know, a week well, weeks. Weeks and weeks, months and months, I was just keeping an eye on eBay, um, trying I was contacting people on yep. Facebook saying Do you have it? They like I saw it for sale and they're like, I will pay you and I'll pay the shipping to get this figure. Right? It's Casey Jones and Krang. And from that series, the the Krang were like there was multiples of them in yep. that in that series. Um and it's got this weird like silver spaceship bizarre thing that goes Drill? with it, right? Yeah. Mm. And Casey Jones has like, you know, a hockey stick and, yeah. and stuff. Wow. And like it's a really neat set. Yeah. And this would have been on the shelf for like two to five dollars mm. and i offered people you know like 40 50 plus shipping from america and i think they thought that i was a scammer yeah. and they could they just had this bad vibe that yeah. this weird guy in australia <laughs> was so <laughs> intent on buying buying this thing that eventually i just ebay 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 checking mm. it out and i finally got one and i was so happy and i'm holding it here and you can yeah cool you can check it out mm. so you can look on the back you can see the others so when I talk about having a small blister pack of this series, they were never here. These, thankfully, the normal ones and the you know the, the kind of gang sort of yep. dress up ones, they were dime a dozen in Everywhere. Target. Right. They were they were really easy to get. They were about ten bucks when they went out on clearance, like for like five. I was just literally bought the whole <laughs> shelf. Like I just obsessed. Yeah, it's like a kind of updated mutant module. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's like a tank sort of thing. Yeah, with the little drill at the front. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. Okay. And, so, and you still don't know why that one was well, short just, packed or No, I don't know why it was yep, short packed. Yep. Um it just and I don't know why it never came to Australia. Like mm. it's just it's it's weird. Unusual. I <laughs> confession time, I literally rang every target. Yeah. <laughs> like I went through and rang like, you know, New South yep. Wales targets. Can you please check for me? Do you have this one? It's the silver one. Cause they had no idea who a Ninja Tail was. They didn't know who Casey was. It looks like this and they check yeah, and they're yeah. like, no, sorry, we don't have it. We've got this Raphael one. Would yeah. you like us to send you that? Like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that one. Just the guy working at target. The number comes up. Oh, it's Steve again. <laughs> <laughs> So that one was quite rare. There's also a, um, it's like a garbage truck and it's full size and you can have a five inch figure oh. or sit in it and drive it around. And the cool thing is it opens up micro machine style and you've got this like skate ramps and minis. Oh, that sounds awesome. It When it's closed, the like the big kind of cleaning wheel at the front is designed that you can literally oh, run over the minis yeah. and it collects Come them all. Yeah. And it cap- yeah. it's like a pack-up toy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you sometimes run that over the carpet hoping Just to find more case. weapons? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I 
I may good... have dropped a weapon. I don't know. I, was, oh, look, there it is. Yeah. All around the yeah. <laughs> and that one came with a shredder. Nice. His legs were a slightly different color to the one that you of got course, in the, the other set. So yeah. I had to get that too. But that yeah. one was relatively easy. You could just buy that from Amazon America yeah. and yeah. it would ship to you. Yeah, anyway, beautiful. done. But I love those pr- that practical effect though. Mm, That's mm. cool. Yeah. Very good. There's a whole miniature world out there that I really didn't know a lot about. Yeah. Um, I, I specifically haven't chased it, even though it is, you know, classed as vintage, because of it's all a the reasons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all of the reasons that Steve has, has just sort of gone through. I'm just like, oh, you know, paying that much for something that is this dyscaric of, of plastic just doesn't doesn't sit well with me. And you know, uh, my, my wife is pretty great with you know packages that come in and this sort of stuff. But if I said, look, this I paid 150 bucks for this, she'd be like. What are you doing? She wouldn't see the package come in. Yeah. And so, so just put it in my pocket, yeah. I'll be fine. Well, that's one package of the in my pocket. Yeah, she'd, she'd just open up the pack, throw, throw the packing stuff away and be like, what, what, what was in here? No. The, the good sellers, like the guy who sold me those um, purple ones from the Cyberjet, yeah. he put them in a snapbox bag, packed it in a box that was like a shoebox size so that it wouldn't go missing in, in the post. Because yeah, of course. They do. They yeah. Just, and you're like, it's it's so worth paying that for the rare ones. Yeah, yep. of course. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The standout of the collection is this little red repaint motorbike down here, right? So when we talk about the rare ones, those blister packs that we never got, towards the end they started doing repaints and they had a like a red helicopter with a red motorbike and mm. like a fire fire engine sort of theme. There's a police one, there's chrome ones. These are the ones that are going for insane prices, right? Just so out of my price range, it's it's not funny. In a bulk collection, I got the red motorbike. And I just like, oh, I don't have the red one. Bought mm. it, really happy. It was like two years later that I went, wow, that's... That's worth how much? That's, ooh, that's like <laughs> the most expensive piece in yeah, this collection. Right. Yeah, I won't yeah. say how much that is, but that is from that set. And... I was just, I've just had it displayed. I had it probably in like a bag in the cupboard. Yeah, 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 I just yeah. had no idea that it was was one of those ones. And that's what happens when you buy them from bulk, from, mm, yep. from America, from auctions that were around before eBay was around. Mm. You're like, well, I just I just struck it lucky. So, yeah. yeah. Well, well done. He's really cool. Love that's, those That's one of those, yeah, those things that's cool about toy collecting is you just, I remember going through those, uh, like the bottom of a box and it was just, you know, there's literal bits of rubbish in there. I was like, mm. what's this weird little red little clip thing? And I think I sent a photo to you guys and that was the clip from your vintage masters. Um, yep. Terraclaw skeleton. Yeah, that sort of thing. And, and I'm just like, I, I just thought it was a broken piece of Transformer. Do you yep. know what mm. I mean? Mm. And it's worth, it's worth serious coin. And you go, oh, I'm glad. Obviously past me decided to throw that in a box at some point. Like, Yeah, well, yeah. I bought... Callum was getting, this is a number of years back, but Callum was getting into Pokemon. And, I, and I'd go down to the, e, I didn't know a lot about it. And mm. so I'd take him down to the EB Games and we'd get a $7 for a packet of 10 cards yep. and open it up and had no idea what, what this stuff was worth or did chase cards and yep. how all that operated. Anyway, I'm like, this is, you know, I'm getting 10 cards for $7. I'm going to look on Gumtree. And so looked on Gumtree and there was a lady selling like a collection of Pokemon cards. And it was 70 bucks and it was down at Cumberland Park near the Big W there. And I'm like, sweet, I'll, I'll go down. Then yeah. I've got, you know, all these cards. The photos really, I, and I didn't know what I was buying anyway. I just wanted a bulk lot. So, mm. you know. How many cards, sorry? Cheap. Like, Roughly. I reckon, I reckon 
one and a half thousand. Oh, jeez. I, I thought you were going to say a couple yeah. of hundred. Wow. Like, yeah, like right. Yep, yep. Massive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> massive. And I rock yeah. up, and like, I know nothing about Pokemon. Yeah. I know there's Pikachu and mm. there's like Rikachu mm. and that's about it. And um, <laughs> it finishes there. So I rock up and there's like she gives me this. It's, it's her kids' collection, right? Yeah. She's like, oh, you know, kids don't want it anymore. They've outgrown it. And she goes, "There's some good cards in there, right?" And and I I took it. It was too much to give to Callum in one hit, right? Mm. Like it was just to give him thousands yeah, of thousand. cards, yeah. just too much. So we sort of gave it out over Christmas and little bits. Anyway, eventually got the whole collection and. And he's really good now with the with the values. And he'll be like, "Oh, you know, Dad, you know that um, that box you got from that mum? It's got this, you know, rare card because the rare ones were put in nice, you know, sleeves and mm. cases and stuff. And they were they were looked after well. And and he'd be like, you know, this one's worth twenty dollars, and this one's worth ten dollars and thirty dollars. And and we just the the, the other the, the other cards kind of just got morphed into the collection mm. that he had and got moved around. Anyway." We've been recently just going through the cards again. And he's like, oh, you know what? There's some really old cards in here. Like there's some cards from 2006 and 2000 and uh, uh, these really old ones. Mm. And, and he's got this app now I've got on my phone too where you just take a photo of the card and oh, it tells you. Yeah. It basically goes to all the sales and averages out. So it goes, you know, if it's graded at yeah. 10, yep. it's worth this much. If it's graded at 9, it's worth this much. And we're just going through today, and he's like, "Oh, God, I, I, this one's worth three hundred dollars. This one's worth, you know, with a with yeah. a ten grading. Yeah, yeah. This one's worth the, the 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 stuff that's in there is phenomenal. Yes. Like, it's just, it's absolutely nuts. Um, and yeah, you know, so he that was obviously like just this amazing buy that I had no idea yep. on. He just bought it because it, yep. I just wanted bulk cards for him." And probably those Pokemon collectors were like, oh, I can't see in the photo what's in yeah, here. Yeah. It's not worth the risk of you know, what was there. So you can get lucky. Score. Yeah. Right. Well, Callum got lucky in this. In this <laughs> um, we're going to talk next about a bit about Lego. Hmm. And, hmm. and Steve, for those of you in Adelaide and Australia and, and maybe even international, you know about Brixbo, um, which is the biggest fan Lego event in South Australia. Absolutely amazing event put on every year by the S-Plug. Um, and you, for a number of years, were the president of the S-Plug and, and the main person in charge of that absolutely incredible event. Yeah, um, it was it was a, a great season. I'm not um, the ambassador anymore yep. um, that's been handed on. But um, yeah, so for four years, I was running Southern Bricks with a team of people, a committee. Trent was one of the people on the committee for a couple of years as well. Um, and yeah, through that season, we basically came up with the concept of could we do an independent Lego event here in Adelaide? And we did one and it went well and nearly killed us, but we pulled it <laughs> off, right? And then we went looking for a bigger venue. Like that first one, we had a cap on tickets and we completely sold out. It was completely packed. It was pre-COVID, so we literally were packed into this yeah. small hall at the uh, Morfittville um, race course. Um, but it was just a really good learning experience. Like you kind of, you get to the end of one of those things and you go, we had no idea what we were in for yep. having attended other events there um uh, other events interstate we had a lot of really good advice um, a lot of mentorship from from various ones but we had no idea we we were just flying by the seat of our pants and managed to pull it off 
and learnt so much. Like it was, it was a really good time for the club. Yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like a well-oiled machine now, and and certainly seems to run that way. Um, but it is incredible what you can do with uh, volunteers and and a lot of passion for a particular product. Because it, I think probably you know there's, there's lots of amazing exhibitors, mm. but mm. it's probably made famous by that that almost mini figure scale. Um, what is it? The the from Star Wars the. Star Destroyers. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. We have a couple of crazy guys in our club who built like an eight meter minifig scale. Like two scales. Like it was just insane. And people who walked through the door went, that's insane. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like it was. But that was, I mean, that that is a, a you'd call that like a world class. Yes. Like model. Like it, mm. it, I, I, I was there when, because they had a few dramas getting that. How do you transport well, eight meters of well, Lego built? Like, well, how do you even build that to start with in yeah, a space yep, like you know? Yep. But in your own home, like not even a. And I don't think they could. Like, not even a two two door garage would fit no, that. Fit that. You know? No, but they, they planned how to get it here, and 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 they had many runs at it, and I think you know it was a well oiled machine. But on the day, the truck, I think something broke loose in it parts of it shattered mm. so they were literally building it yep. rebuilding it mm. I mean more than they would have liked because they had to assemble it but they were building it that first day of, of Brickspo yep and, and the photos when it was built went around went on every Instagram Facebook feed in yep, the Lego yep. community just went nuts like it was that had global attention mm. so to give you a bit of an understanding like when um you know, Star Wars hires a Lego certified professional to build a ship of that sort of size. What they would normally do is they would upscale a X-Wing, right? Mm. And when you look at it down the street, it looks like it's made of Lego X-Wing and they have multiple bricks to make bigger bricks yeah. and you can still see that it's ridged and it looks like it's built out of Lego mm. um, because that's the way you tackle a big model. And when you have enough bricks... You know, if you're doing a full-size Corolla like Brickman's done, right? Yep. When you have enough bricks, it looks smooth from a distance, yes, right? right? Mm. Yep. That's the way... Then They're mainly normal, like, two-by-four sort of style bricks. That's yep. that's the... Whereas what um, Martin and Aaron did was they built this thing in the style that you would buy a <laughs> yes. Star Destroyer, wow. whereby yep. it was plates at an angle. It oh. was gun turrets. It was greebling along the side. Hyper detail. So, yeah. Yep. Insane, like, like minifig detail, right? Minifig detail. Yeah. They had custom X-wing, uh, um, custom Tie Fighters in the hangar bay, right? Oh, they wow. had LED lights inside this thing. Like you, you could sit there for an hour and you would not be able to soak up the detail of this yeah. thing. Like it is insane, next level. There is like I have full respect for Brickman and his team. But this was a passion project, right? Yeah. The, the amount of hours and the amount of yeah, volume of Lego in this, you just you couldn't pay Big Man's team to do that because it would just be astronomical, right? Mm. It's it's a different style of building and it had never been done before, not on that scale, and it was a world first. Yeah. And and those guys just man, hats off to them. Like it just it was insane. What sort of time frame? Like, are we talking years? Years, years? Yeah. 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 So the, just the planning and they, they like, got plans from LucasArts on, oh, on that. Oof. Like, you know, you can download them, right? So yeah. they, they looked at that and they're, like, looking at 
there are multiple plans for that ship. So mm. it's Grand Moff Tarkin's um, Super Star Destroyer. Super, oh, yes. Yeah. No, no. Intimate. I feel like it was a more modern ship. I am sorry, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Is it Moff Gideon? Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. That's right. the one. Yeah. It's Moff Gideon's Star Cruiser, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they got and and in the official documentation, there's differences. No. <laughs> like, no. Right? Yeah. Shh. It's like it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to work through all of those issues, right? Yeah. So I've been on prior to that probably the biggest lego build in in south australia right and i will tell you that their build just blew mine out of the water like it was Mm. so much better so much more accurate so much more detailed is just like it's insane it really is insane yeah But but not to you know put give them all the limelight. You have you have been <laughs> a part of, uh, you know. And my every every time I say I'm going to go see Steve Reddy, who's Steve Reddy again? He's the guy that built the reindeer <laughs> and the, the sleigh that we went and saw. So yeah, yep. uh, for Christmas you've had the reindeer and sleigh that sort of almost life size. Would I yeah, say? Yeah, like yeah. life size. So life size. You can sit in that sleigh. Yeah, and I have. Oh, oh, high fives all around a tree. Um, yeah, so you have built that, and that is, you know, synonymous in our household that that, that is your project. So, oh, you know, um, massive respect. For so, that. That, that was a hoot. Like, so the Adelaide City Council approached us and said, We want that it was originally going to be a Christmas tree, right? So, they wanted a, you know, nine meter high Christmas oh, wow. tree building. Like, Only nine meters? Yeah. And sure enough, as we did the maths on how many bricks that is mm-hmm. we're talking like hundreds of thousands of bricks and if you buy a lego brick by itself it's 33 cents each so a <laughs> hundred thousand bricks at 33 cents starts to be a big number and we're talking about <laughs> several hundred thousand plus the steel structure that would go in it all sorts of stuff like it just it wasn't realistic yeah. like mm-hmm. just yeah. within the budgets so they came back and said what about a reindeer and a sleigh and we're like we Let's do, do it. Yep. Right. So, the process was to design it in three D. We had to come up with the schematics to have the steel um, reinforced structure because we're going to have the public sit on it. Right. Yeah. Yep. So that's so at Brickspo, <clears throat> all those models, most of them, you know, ninety nine percent of them are not glued. Of they, course. They are. Yeah, they yeah. are. Bump the table and you will smash it. In a public display and all the stuff that you know the certified professionals do, or uh, you see a. Iron Man at the cinemas or something that is all glued with steel mm. reinforced because craggle. you can't have craggle. Yeah, get the craggle. <laughs> it's got to be for safety reasons. Right? That's yeah. for safety reasons, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So that first year, Aaron, who built the, he was on the team. Harold, Nick, there was a whole bunch of guys yep. from Southern Bricks user group who chipped in and helped me to to pull this thing off. But I'll tell you, the first year we had it. It was in Victoria Square. We had the sleigh and we had. Rudolph and like two weeks out I had to make the call to the city council and say guys we're going to have the sleigh but we we probably don't have Rudolph right right yeah. we're just we're just pumped like we could buy the daytime time, jobs and yeah, you know jobs, all families stuff. you know you can't walk into Target yeah. and buy 300,000 red <laughs> 204 <laughs> bricks right well, well, let, why not <laughs> come on Target we even tried yeah. it was insane so like those um, you know bulk packs might have three right so mm. you can't rewind back to when I'm planning this thing yes I, I tried to log on to Lego where you can buy individual bricks right you know find that spot buy it 
went to order just to see how much shipping and stuff was. Maximum you could buy of any one brick was 999. I'm like, well, I need to get like 300,000 things. <laughs> so how many times am I have to go through? And they're 33 cents each, right? Yeah. So I ring Lego and I sweat and I chat to them on customer support. And I'm like, hey, how do I buy 500,000 red two by four bricks? Um, well, if you go to our pick a brick thing on our website, like, no, 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 no. Have you, tried you don't that? understand your system. <laughs> How do you buy like really bulk and, and the lean time to buy bulk from Lego. Yeah. If you're not a certified professional is like you, there's forms. It's way too hard. Right. Oh. So part of the problem in the project management, of the whole thing is how do you buy enough bricks? Yeah. Mm. So we knew we need a lot of red bricks. We need a lot of the reddish brown. We had to design the sleigh in colors that were readily available. Yeah. Certain colors on um, Bricklink and those sorts of places are more expensive. Like you're just not going to do it in sand green. Right. You just can't physically buy enough, even if you had unlimited budget. Right. So all of those things needed to be considered in the process. And so we were under the pump. And of course, you're dealing with a council. Yeah. They have their own sign-offs and purchase orders and things. So our window of, yes, we've got six months to do this, very quickly became, we've got three months to do this. Mm. And so all of the planning had to be signed off. And then it was go time. And it hit that point where we're like a week out. And I'm like, we've, we're pretty on track for the sleigh. Like that's, yeah, that's insane. Good. And we've got, we'll have a sleigh for you. We won't have a Rudolph. And like they weren't happy. <laughs> like, yeah, of course. They, un- yeah. they understood. Like they yeah. didn't. They didn't blast or anything. But they're like, oh, we'll just do your best. And look, it would be really good if if you could. Yeah. You know, uh, is that kind of like, yeah. you know, it's it's central to the display that mm-hmm. year. And so we we smashed it out. Wow. And <laughs> like the so the core. I think I core saw team. you when. Just after you'd yes. put that thing in place. So we we the the show opened up. <laughs> yes, I was delirious. I, I was well trained to do this. We had worked. Me, Aaron, and Harold had worked thirty six hours straight at that point. Oh, yeah. Right. So they'd had like been to work in the daytime. Came. Okay. We worked right through the night. Rudolph's head was literally built at about four a.m. Oh. Right. In order to get it, we at three thirty. <laughs> have installed the thing in Victoria Square and Harold and Aaron are still gluing parts of the reindeer together. And we had a reindeer with a glowing red nose and a a, um, sleigh that we could sit on and open at four o'clock. And I tell you, when those (laughs) first kids, (laughs) when those first kids sat on that sleigh and had their photo taken, man, I was, I was, sleep deprived but i was delirious like it yeah. was just the best feeling ever and you see people walking past and going oh that's nice is that like like yes yes it is right and it was it was just awesome it was such a great project to be a part of the team that supported me was just insane and um we transported the thing in like a moving van right so yeah. the sleigh can split into four main parts so that we can transport it's got Wheels underneath, and you, you reconnect it when you get there. And I ring my brother, and I'm like, "Hey, what are you up to this afternoon? <laughs> I haven't slept. <laughs> I have a really big project. Can you drive the truck for me? Because yeah. I don't yeah. trust myself." Yeah, so exactly. Brenton came along, and yeah, yeah, yeah. he drove the truck, and yeah. he was nervous as I was like, "I'm so glad you're driving this, right?" Yeah. And just pulled in favors. Even my mum was like sewing stuff on the day <laughs> off to to you know have this little. Sash window, um, yeah, yeah, red and white 
cloth to you know sit over the back yeah. and just i owe everyone so many favors for that project and that was part of what made it awesome like yeah. the community that we had and the favors and the time the camaraderie and all of that just made that such an insane project and it was awesome so next year <laughs> when you know we had a little bit more lead time it's like well guys you know can we build a full-size Santa? No. No. Oh, okay. How about, can we do some other stuff? And so the second year, they gave us permission. I really wanted to redo Rudolph's head. Mm. Remember, he'd been done at like 3 a.m. I hope the Adelaide City Council aren't listening to the podcast. <laughs> but we got it, right? So the next year, we got to redo Rudolph's head. I could give it character and actually put some time into it. And that was that was just so satisfying to finish the reindeer off properly. Mm. We got to build some elves yep. on presents, some yeah. candy canes, yep. all the like trimming the sort trimming, of stuff yeah. that Parishes, we yeah. really want to do the first year. And it, there was no budget and there was no time. And so the second year, the scene actually filled out yep. so much nicer. Mm. Cool. So this year, it's going yep. to be, I Ooh. hope I'm allowed to say this, it's yeah. going to be in the Piccadilly Cinema in North Adelaide. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, so in their foyer there, as you come in, yep. you come around to the left and you'll be able to see it there. If there's a, an attendant there, you'll be able to sit on it and have your have your photo taken. So they wanted it to last, you know, two three years. Yeah. I think this is about the sixth year oh, in wow. that we've rolled out. Don't quote me on that. It's five or six. Yeah, it becomes a bit blurry. Yeah, full on. Mm. Very yeah. good. It's amazing. Very cool. So put me to shame, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny when you build that project and then you apply for Lego Masters and you don't get in. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but, uh, this is an awkward conversation. Uh, <laughs> it's not about the size. All I can say is it's not about the size. No. <laughs> uh, and or skill. <clears throat> I didn't say that. <laughs> that was Trent. You know what? It, it's, it's funny. So I'm, I'm working on a project right now, a big pro, big commission project, and um, it, this this thing. I mean. I love Lego. I, like I say, I love my you know classic Lego and love building sets and admiring them. A lot of nostalgia, but gee, some of these commissions can make you really get put off Lego. Yeah, so yeah. We, that we, was going to be my question. We, does, we, does a three AM finish like that kill your love? Oh, for... look, it's hard. Look, it's hard. I'm doing. We're doing one at the moment. I'm, we've got an October deadline, and we still don't have all the parts right. Oh. We to, we, we've got. You know, shipping coming in. So, yep. do you got- need some reddish brown two by four? Unfortunately, not. Like- I know a guy at Target. <laughs> but so we we've done a couple. Josh and I've done a couple of projects. We did one. I won't go into a lot of detail of projects, but we did one for a big corporate, right? And they wanted they wanted a hundred sets, right? They were doing something. They wanted people going to come in. They want to give out these sets. So, I built. I designed. We, we had plans of this space, right, that they wanted to replicate and all these great ideas of how to how people that could go in and see this space could kind of um, take home a little memento. So I, des- I got the schematics and designed this thing and costed it up and it came in just to get the parts, $250 a set. <laughs> and so they're like, you know, do you reckon you can scale that down so that the sets are kind of like $100? So, okay, so we got to now build a set that we can to make some money out of it right so mm. we can charge hundred dollars um so we, we we did it we built the sets and and i think out of that so we charged them i think yeah hundred dollars per set and i think we made like fifty dollars each Jeez. on that project right fifty dollars like to- total, total not per total set. profit 
Yeah. Total profit on the whole project. And, and roughly how many hours of work did you put Probably in? Probably like 200 each, right? Like mm. the amount we Welcome had. Welcome to Lego. Right? <laughs> the project we've got on at the bottom. So we, we go, okay, we've, we've uh. learned from that. So what we're going to do now is, you know, we, we know all the steps, right? So you've got to do it. You've got to design it in a program. You've got to order the parts. You've got to get approved. So you gotta go through all these steps, right? So we're like, okay, you know, to do the design, it's going to cost you $3,000 to... Get instructions, it's going to cost you this. For us to order the parts, it's going to cost mm. you this. So we built all those costs in, mm. right? So we can go. And then, you know, like you, you, you'll you buy the Lego. The Legos will cost it when we know what the model's going to look like. We'll give you an estimate and then we'll put in, you know, total price. We'll have all those fees in it. So we're all clear. And they're like, yep, all good. And between, there was about, about a, a year delay for various reasons. And the Lego prices had changed. Oh. So we'd gone, into, we'd gone into BrickLink and got all the costings and stuff. And we, we had to go back to them and said, look, the, it's, you know, prices have changed. We're mm. going to have to charge you an extra, you know, two grand. They're like, yeah, that's cool. We'll just up, do the purchase order again, blah, blah, blah. So we had it all worked out. Josh had, had all the, you know, we'd, we'd got the order down. It was, you know, just arguments say $10,000 worth of Lego. We could charge them $15,000. So we had our $5,000 margin. And we ordered it, brilliant, done, this is great. Parts start coming in. Josh comes over and we're checking all the parts and he's like, goes off to do so. He goes, I'm just going to do like a bank reconciliation. He goes off and he's like, comes back and he's like, you're not going to believe it. I'm like, well, what's happening? He's like, you know how much I spent on the Lego? I'm like, what? It's like $15,000. Oh. So he spent, he spent, and it was just like with GST and yep, with yep. like, Import duties and all the shipping, shipping and stuff. Damn. It, the BrickLink price that it gave was like off by Senior. our entire margin. Oh. So now we're sitting. Thank we're goodness sitting, you had a margin. <laughs> yeah, right. We're sitting here building this thing for nothing, oh. and like it's it's cool because it's a project, <laughs> but it's, it's it's a bonding session. Yeah. <laughs> So it's it, character it's building. Yeah. So every spare moment Lego I building. have for the next two weeks is going into building this model. Oh yep. my god! And not getting paid for. <laughs> and that's the that's the tricky wow. thing, right? So yeah. like around the time that got the the Lego commission to to build the Santa, I was in just in my career progression. I was kind of winding up on something, and I was ready for a career change. Right? Mm-hmm. I just was. It was time. And I had in my head that I wanted to see if I could make this work as yep. a as a full time mm-hmm. thing, doing something to do with Lego, either having a full time Bricklink store, having a, a shop like Lego, or doing these commission things. Yep. Right? I wanted to to head in that direction, and just the reality is you can't. Like you just mm-hmm. can't. Like if we are I've really good friends with some of the big Bricklink stores here in South Australia, and they are regarded as the big ones in Australia, yep. right? And you chat to them and they sit there with me and explain the process and how much time it's in and you work it out and anything to do with Lego, because it starts as a premium product, yeah. Yeah. by the time it gets to the end of the shipping <laughs> yep. it out, you're earning like $3 an hour and yeah. that's not sustainable, right? Yeah. You, you can't support your family doing that. If you get into, you know, like building commission stuff for corporates and those sorts of things, yes, but it's not... It's not regular work and it's not sustainable unless you have the backing of Lego. You become a certified professional, you become a brick man sort of thing. But realistically, in the Southern Hemisphere, Lego are not going to accredit a second brick man. 
they already have Brickman and his whole team to do the work that they want him yeah, to do, right? that's right. So yeah. my dream of becoming a, an Adelaide version of Brickman was just total unreality. Mm. But, you know, I was keen to try and had some fun along the way, got to do some very cool projects, but just not... Not sustainable long term. No, it's a. I think that's what I've learned is it's. And we, we, or I certainly never went out and looked for this work. I guess from being on the show, mm. people would come to you and they mm. they just find you on yep. social media or whatever and say, "Oh, can you do this?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, I can get that." Go. I remember going to Steve one time. This this lady had rung up Brickman, right? And Steve helped me out on this because I, I was way behind the eight ball with doing any of this stuff, right? And Brickman's like, oh, this person called me. They want a life-size Deadpool, but what? we can't, we can't do it, right? Yeah. So can you, can you have a look? And I'm like, okay, yeah, we can look into it. What it would cost them. So wait, Brickman and his team basically said we can't do it. Well, mm-hmm. there's licensing issues, right? Oh, or whatever. Okay. They could not that they couldn't do it. Right, they could right, do right, it. Right. They yeah. just didn't want to do it, right? Sure. For whatever reason, and I think I know the real reason. But <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, I get in contact with this person and, and, and I need to come up with like a rough idea for a quote so I, I contacted Steve and he sort of said look you put it into this program here's kind of like rough it's not going to give you a, a finalised model but it'll give you a rough idea of yep. the brick count and, and so forth and I think from that I came back with like it was going to cost Skywood of 10 grand right mm-hmm. which I think even now I don't think you could do it for 10 I don't think you could even get close for 10 grand yep. would be my but you needed steel reinforcement or Anyway, I remember going back and ringing this this person back who was a, like a mum who was doing it for her son. And I said, you know, it's going to cost about $10,000. And she's like, I'm not spending $10,000 on that little shit. He doesn't deserve that. <laughs> like, right. Okay, so you clearly had no idea. Yeah. You, just, you were just like... He really likes Lego. No idea yeah. what you were asking for, yeah. right? You, you, she probably thought maybe it would cost like $500 or something. Oh, it's yeah. like a UCS Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Anyway, being the toy collector that I am, I'm like, you know what? You know what you can do? You go onto pop culture yeah. and you can buy like a life-size replica of Deadpool for like $2,000 or whatever it was, whatever yeah. the price was. Anyway, so it, it just went to show <laughs> that this thing is so difficult yep. to make viable because who's going to like – which person off the street is going to spend $15,000 on a life-size Deadpool, right? Like mm. $20,000. No one. Mm. Um, and then even the corporate prices, like they have a limit and, and it pushes those limits of even what some kind of corporates will pay for this. But if yeah. you, I guess if you get the right one, you might hit a sweet spot where they have the budget. Yeah. Well, it gives you an appreciation then for the, the Lego Masters show when they you know, they always have the, the brick pit reveal and, mm. and people who, like yourselves, who know yeah. the value of that stuff walk in and there's just tub after endless tub of all this stuff and you go, it's, it's a multi-million dollar room, that room with, with all the stuff that's in there. Like that's insane. And I guess when you're Channel 9 or whatever it is, you've got pretty deep pockets, but um, yeah. But when you chat to the Lego Masters and you chat to the ones from Season 1 versus what the Brick Pick had in Season 2, there was a significant increase in the part count in that Brick link, yeah. in that brick Pit, right? Yeah, okay. Because that Season 1, they were finding their feet and, sure. you know, they had certain parts and they didn't have other parts. Whereas by Season 2, there was a lot more parts there because yeah. Brickman basically said, you need, you know, you need more, more of this, of this, this, yep. this and this, right? Yeah. Hmm. So each season, the Brick Pit, 
became a little bit more exciting for the total geeks of us that were like, oh, they've, <laughs> they've got, got ostriches or, you know, whatever ostriches. it is. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it goats? Was it goats? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, they're not going to have a tub of goats, but yes. <laughs> yes. The fact they got one goat on the show, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Well, this has been absolute pleasure, Steve, having you on the show. Oh, it's uh, been a long time coming. Glad, glad finally got you on here. All the all the the passions that we all love. Where, uh, where can people follow you if they're not already following you? Like, do you have your own little Facebook page or Instagram or social f- website or something that you p- post your minifigures or your Lego, you know, builds and things? So my career was in like web design and yes. like marketing and all that sort of stuff. So I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're, you're sick of computers by the time it comes to you. Look, you'll, you'll find me easily under the Southern Bricks um, yep. Lego user group. Nice. It's a really good user group. You don't have to be in, in South Australia to be part of that group, but I'm, I'm easy to find there. I'll post um, post things up, up on there um, when I build them. You'll find me around Brickspo, um, you know, building stuff yep. and, you know, various other shows around Australia. But, uh, yeah, that's probably the best one. And I know I should get Instagram and I should get all these other things. <laughs> oh, just, just, like, just throwing it out there. Sorry to... Sorry to <laughs> too busy yeah. laying bricks. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for coming in, Steve. And any other shout-outs? No. Just get on board with the uh, yeah. Hack the Dino in, in November. There's yeah. uh, not many tickets left. Get on board. Uh, would love to see you for a live, uh, you know, crossover with those boys. Yep. And uh, a bit of a Final Fantasy showdown mm. with uh, Scott, Scotty. Has, Scott has been advised to uh, scrub up on his Final Fantasy uh, lore and knowledge. And I have done a grand total of zero research <laughs> and gameplay in readiness. It's going to go well then. If I don't know it, it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Very good. All right. Thank you so much for your company and for tuning into another episode of Toy Power. And to all our patrons, thank you so much for your ongoing support and chatter on the Discord. Stay safe, take care, and we will see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey! You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome.